Hi everyone, welcome to the Mouse and More podcast. This is Tony, and tonight in my co-pilot seat, I have Adam, and we are joined by Chris, Miranda, and Bridget. How's it going, everybody? Hi, everybody. It's going great. Hello. Excellent. Some voices we haven't heard in a while, and uh, we're very excited. This does happen to be our 300th extravaganza, uh, so 300 episodes of the pod are in the books. This this is our big celebratory call. Not really. There's no celebration planned. <laughs> Um, but we, we we're together. That's right. We are here to talk about something very exciting uh, and near and dear to my heart, and that is the Disney Wish. Chris and Miranda just had the opportunity to sail on a pre-inaugural sail on the Wish, and um, we thought we would talk about that. And Bridget is here as a Disney Cruise Line previous cr- Disney Cruise Line uh, customer sailor. Uh, Castaway Club member, so she's got a little bit of input. And Adam, uh, we need to get you. Uh, we need to get you out to sea at some point, my friend. Yeah, you know we're trying, man. We're trying. It's it's uh, it, the Wi-Fi. Uh, I'm hoping the Wi-Fi is good on the Wish, because no. the Wi-Fi was actually good, Adam. I was I was really surprised. So they gave the lead guests in each room access to like unlimited Wi-Fi, which believe me, I use, and it was I had no problem at all. The only issue I had is, you know, I didn't have my phone. So if I had my phone and the Wi-Fi, I would have been good to go. I could have worked the whole time. Well, that's not the great. point, Chris. You were supposed to be there to relax and work a little because you're touring the <laughs> yes. new ship, I guess. Yeah. So no, we we actually, I mean, like nobody ever thinks about it this way, but we actually spent a lot of time working on that. We had tours we had to do. I had meetings and stuff. So it was kind of involved, but there was also relaxation. So let's let's talk about the wish for a second. It it is Disney's fifth ship in the fleet. Uh, it was announced back in March of 2016 by Robert Iger, who announced that they would be bringing two new ships to the Disney Cruise Line. In July of 2017, Bob Chapek announced that they would actually be bringing a seventh ship on board. Uh, the original timeline was that the wish would be delivered in early 2022. Ship number six would be delivered in late 2022, and ship number seven would be delivered in 2023. Uh, of course, a little thing by the name of uh, the the uh, COVID pandemic, coronavirus uh, hit us, and that did push things back. So the wish was uh, was delayed to summer 2022, and uh, ship six and seven have been delayed until 2024 and 2025. So they will be joining the fleet. It's just going to be a little a little bit later down the road. Uh, The new ship is called the Triton class. It is uh, just slightly larger than the Dream class uh, by about by by about five feet. The ship holds the same amount of passengers, which is about four thousand in one thousand two hundred and fifty staterooms. The big upgrade for this class is that it runs on liquefied natural gas, which is clean burning. Uh, and is safer because it is a liquefied gas, so it is safer and easier to transport. So uh, that's a little bit about the ship. And, uh, you know, I have not yet had the opportunity to be on there. I am uh, sailing on August 15th, and I've I've looked at the deck plans, and the big thing I noticed, the first thing that comes to, to my eye, is that the the layout is almost completely different. You know, with with the wonder and the magic going to the dream and the fantasy, you know, I've I've said that it's like going uh, from Disneyland to Disney World. Things are familiar. There are some things you recognize, but stuff's just laid out a little bit differently. Uh, and that's the way I felt. Like you could get on on either one of those four ships, and you could you could find your way around. But I'm looking at the deck layout for the Wish, and I'm completely lost. 
things are completely moved around. Uh, and Chris, I know you've sailed before. How did how did the new deck layout affect you? Well, it it probably took a day and a half to figure it out. I mean, and even then, um, it was it was really tough because. So the weird thing is, is like, like for example, the nineteen twenty three restaurant, which was excellent, and the Marble restaurant, also very good. They're actually separated by a hallway, so you're either on one side of the restaurant or the other, which is totally weird. And you're going down this hallway, and like, literally, you're thinking, "I'm walking in this restaurant, right?" But you're not. And then the the you've got to go a little bit farther, and you get to the elevators. Like little things like that are very weird. Another couple things that I thought were weird that are very different than the other ships are like the lounges, for example. You know, the adult lounges are all the way in one part of the ship and they're easy to find. You go from one to the other. These are scattered all over the ship. So it was hard to really find like, okay, I want to go to such and such and hang out. And, and like, even in that case, like, um, I know that Miranda spent some time in the Bayou lounge. That one is like in the middle, like there's hallways on either side of it. It's not private, you know? So, so it was hard to get around and it was hard to figure things out. Um, and of course my biggest beef was deck four, you know, you and I, Tony, we like to walk around at night or whatever. Right. And you can usually walk around on deck four all the way around the ship. But in this case, you, you could only go on one side or the other. You can't really go around at all. Um, so it's, it's, it's not great. I have to tell you, we did not like that. So, um, but overall, I thought once I got the hang of it, it did make sense. You know, the elevator placement didn't bother me. I know it bothered some people because there's no midship elevators. Um, I actually didn't mind that. Um, but I didn't really like some of the placement of certain things. Um, mm -hmm. We talked earlier about you know, guest services always on deck three, right? You walk in, it's to your, to your right. Now I think it's, is it deck five, Miranda? It's four. You have to go four, up deck this, four. Yeah. Mm -hmm, just okay. right above. So it's, it's deck four and it's little, it's like little desks. So there's no line. So like I was sitting there and some entitled little blogger hopped in front of me and got in first, you know, little things like that. You're like, okay, there's no line. You're just sort of like all standing there. That was just not what we're used to. Right. And I've, I've, I've read that uh, there will be no, no actual queue for guest services that you need to go onto the app to secure a spot in a virtual queue. Hmm. Um, okay. So they're, That's they're trying to keep terrible. people from, they're trying to keep people from congregating in the uh, area in front of the guest services uh, location. So that's a good idea. I don't know if that's in place was in place. You know, our cruise was different because it was before the even the inaugural. Right. So it was a little different from that perspective. Like I think there were a lot of things that will change. Right. The so. the other thing I've I've heard for longtime cruisers is that they will not give you a printed portfolio copy of your room portfolio anymore. You need to go into the app and secure your own copy. Oh, is that where? Thank you, because I yes. wondered where that was. Yes, <laughs> I had, but, to, I but, had to do that for this cruise too. I, I, I downloaded the PDF. We, we had four of us in a room, and of course, the concern when you have four people in a room with four different cards, you're like, "Am I paying for their drinks?" You know. So, but I think they got it right. I mean, I didn't notice any weird charges on my card, but it's it's good to know I can look in the app. Thank you. 
And if they didn't get it right, Miranda, you're welcome. Yeah. The, the exactly. drinks are on Chris. <laughs> I, I will say they were they were pretty well behaved. You know, I think I think we had a good mix because we had Rachel Robinson who's been on the show, and we had Rachel Kashner, who's another one of our agents. And Rachel and you know Rachel Kashner and Miranda they they went and they explored the lounges and they did the job. You know, they did it right. Took one and, for the uh, team. Yeah, they took one for the team, but you know, they were they not not one person came back to the cabin intoxicated. I would like to I'd like to let that be known. Right. Now, Miranda, <laughs> you're a first-time cruiser with Disney? It was my first time with Disney. My only other cruise was with Virgin Voyages, which is, you know, very different from regular cruising. So, this was my first what I would say is a traditional cruise. Okay. And, and what were your thoughts of the ship, uh, of the level of elegance? Was it what you expected from a Disney cruise? You know, it actually surpassed it. Like, I knew that it was going to be good, but there were a lot of little things that I didn't expect. Like, there were fresh flowers everywhere. Um, when we came back from Castaway, there was someone standing outside with a silver tray with cold rolled towels, handing them to each person with tongs, and then directing us to urns that were full of um like uh infused water it was real there was just little little touches everywhere that made it feel very luxurious which you know when you're paying that price tag that's what you want to see and of course the level of service like that i expected but it was the other little things and you know like chris said like those restaurants were gorgeous everywhere it was absolutely beautiful okay that's cool a caveat on that gorgeous factor. Yeah, I do have one complaint, and and I want to, I want to preface this by saying I thought it was a beautiful ship. I thought the I I loved so I like lighter colors and pastels in general. That's more my thing. So the color palette was fine for me. I didn't like the lobby. I just thought I I I didn't like it. <laughs> I don't even know what else to say. I just thought that that it wasn't what I expected from a Disney cruise ship. You know, when you walk into the fantasy of a dream, you have those amazing um, chandeliers. You you have just everything is perfect. On the on the wish, I just thought the lobby looked like it wasn't quite finished yet. Um, and something about the color scheme in itself made it seem a lot smaller than it is on the dream and on the fantasy. Mm -hmm. um, and that was the first thing I said. I said, oh, is this smaller? And the, the cast member was like, no. And I said, okay, well, I don't know why it looks that way, but it does. The rest of the ship was beautiful. The restaurants, 1923, which is their least theme restaurant, was incredible. I thought their version of Palo was, I liked it a lot more. I thought it was very pretty. Of course, Enchante, which is their answer to Remy. I mean, Miranda can speak to that. It was extraordinary, but I didn't like the lobby. So, mm -hmm. so this, they've, they've changed from their grand lobby concept to this new atrium, which, you know, it doesn't sound like much. Uh, but, you know, once again, as I, as I mentioned earlier, you know, if you've cruised on Disney, you know what the other four lobbies look mm -hmm. like. You know what to expect. But you walk in this lobby and things are different. It, it's to a different scale. There's a stage. There's a balcony for for characters. There is a stage for sure. Yeah, mm -hmm. we, that that was kind of a nice touch. I thought. Okay. Um. Yeah. I think the white doesn't work. I have to be honest. I th I thought the white just sort of. 
I don't know. I think that might've been the problem for me. And again, I say as somebody who like my whole house is like those colors, you know, mm-hmm. but I just, I didn't care for it. So right. I'm thinking right. that the white was probably because they needed that. Did you ever catch the, um, the kiss goodnight? Did you get to see that Chris? Oh, uh, I heard about it. Cause they were, I went, so I, I went, it was like 1150 one night and I went down there and there were people lying on the ground. <laughs> like what's going on here? I wish yeah. I had, we watched it from, um, one of the, um, like a lower level, but I, yeah. I, once I saw it, I was like, oh yeah, I absolutely just want to be laying on the floor down there. It was really pretty. So they, um, it's kind of like the fairy godmother scene where, you know, she bippity boppity boos and all the sparkles come out and transforms everything. All of that happens on the ceiling and then down to the columns. So I'm guessing it was that white so that that would show up. That was really pretty. Yeah. Well, if it's 11:50, you know, if it's it's if if it's 11:30 at night, I can tell you my wife will not see that. Yeah, that's true. I mean, true. my kids wouldn't be able to catch that. Yeah. I thought it was kind of weird. Like, I mean, it was fine for me. I was there with the girls and we were hanging out late, but yeah, my kids would have never made it. Yeah, 11:30 at night, Miranda's getting ready to go to another another lounge. You know it. Yeah. That was round right? 3. <laughs> now, now, now Bridget, how many how many sailings have you guys done? We just finished our third. Okay. So I don't know if you're at the point yet where you are like us, uh, that would be my wife, Cheryl and I, where we're kind of tired of the food on, on, on the original four ships because they haven't changed the menus in a long time. Mm. Um, you know, things are kind of static. It's been the same pirate night meal, uh, for the past seven or eight years. And, and, uh, Bridget and her family did just get off the dream. They were, uh, on the dream at the same time that Chris, Miranda, Rachel and Rachel, uh, we're on the wish, so they were at sea Which at the same time. Which is why Bridget wasn't with us. I know. <laughs> I pl- please <laughs> just take my heart out and I know. Stay up on it. <laughs> no, oh, I know God. I couldn't switch it because my in-laws had a guarantee room. Your in-laws, oh. Claire and Jim, come on. No, but I mean, I, I haven't. I mean, yeah, we're not quite tired of the food yet, and we haven't mm-hmm. noticed. A, a difference just because we haven't our first cruise was in 2018 and that was on the magic to bermuda and then we did one in november on the magic down western caribbean to cozumel and then this one was western caribbean on the dream grand mm-hmm. cayman so um i mean i haven't but i like i haven't picked up on it yet just because we haven't we've only done three gotcha so I'm working toward gold <laughs> well now it's like me. a goal now like i have to get there it's like right you'll, you'll get tired of the food very quickly um <laughs> so so let's talk chris uh you and miranda both mentioned restaurants so, so let's let's talk about the food for a little bit but my first question is uh, did either of you happen to get a donut while you were on board no i didn't get a donut oh, All right. wait i did have Where a donut the in the marble thing well there no was that was the donut, donut dessert Sunday. No, really good, if, if if you go up to Cabana's for breakfast, they usually have donuts. I and saw in, the donuts. And in the past, like in the past, they've been Krispy Kreme. When we sailed on the Magic out of Miami in January, they were just generic, cruddy donuts. They were they were definitely mm-hmm. not Krispy Kreme. So I don't know, I don't know if that's because they don't have a deal with a Krispy Kreme near the port of Miami, uh, and I'm wondering if it's something because the you know, Port Canaveral has a a local Krispy Kreme delivering to the ships. I don't know, so I'm I'm interested to see what the donut quality will be 
Um, I wish you'd asked. I would have sacrificed and asked for that donut <laughs> for sure. I can ask Katie because I think she had a donut on the dream. All right. <laughs> yeah, well, She's I will. She's our donut I, I, will, I will definitely check it out and report back uh, in a future podcast for the three people who are interested. And one of those people is Adam. Um, I am going to say, you know, to, to piggyback on what she said about dining, I thought the food was better. Yeah, the, the menus look really good. You know, I've gone over them uh, way too much. Um, uh, you, I'm sure you can't tell by my svelte figure, um, but uh, I'm I'm all about the food and enjoying the food. Um, I usually put on about between one to 1.25 pounds per day on a cruise, and, and that's with 20,000 steps a, a day. So I, mm-hmm. I can only imagine what it would be like if I didn't walk. Um, but uh, the menus do look good. They've They've made a lot of changes. Um, I'm really excited to see if we get the old standard pirate meal uh, for pirate night uh, or if they've made any changes there. Uh, but they, they did they did plus up the meals and, and reports I've been reading is that they've definitely stepped up their game. They've stepped up their Internet and they've stepped up their food. Two things that are really important to me. And I think that I agree with you. I, I just think that the food is such an important part of it. Um, the stuff around the pool was great. They had barbecue, and I live in the South, so my feeling about barbecue is always, it's not going to be good. But this was fantastic. Yeah, so, I'm, I, I mean, I'm hearing really good stuff about the uh, pulled pork, yep. and I'm hearing really good stuff about uh, the Donald's Cantina, the Mexican food that they're serving. You know, I didn't try that because I'll be honest, I had barbecue twice. It was that good. So I never got um, that one either. It was well, not open every time I walked by, and I wanted to try it. I ate with a couple of friends, and they were having it, and they liked it. So, but I just was like, you know, I can get that anytime, but, you know, how often is it that I just walk past something and get some barbecue? And the ribs were really good, by the way. They were very tender. So, I have no idea what they're doing, but they're doing it right. So... And that was up on the pool deck, you said? That was on the pool deck, yeah. See, and that was my... Going from the magic to the dream, we both, Mark and I both kind of, not like we weren't like, it wasn't like a huge deal, but I didn't feel like the quick service was as good on the dream as it is on the magic. That was kind of disappointing. Market was so good. I was really surprised. Yeah, that was not normally like buffets. I am not a buffet girl, but I was really surprised. And um, so Rachel Kay and I are both pescatarians. I'll eat, you know, a little bit of poultry every now and then and they would have people stationed around the different um, food stations and they would hear us asking about modifications someone would immediately come up to us go through all of our dietary requirements have a meal made and brought to our table for us within minutes I was really impressed are there buffets um, self-serve or were they serving you they were serving us. They okay. were serving. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, on the dream, it was all self-serve. Really? Mm-hmm. Again, I think there I were some like differences. That. Yeah, I think there were some differences because it was a media and travel agent group. So. Right. I mean, now, on the Magic in November, they were serving us. So it was very different from November to now. They did switch back to self-serve buffets uh, after January because in January – they were still serving people and, and not long after our return, they, they switched that. So if, if you've cruised with Disney before, you're familiar with cabanas. 
it's a buffet. It's got two sides that are identical. You go into a side, you pick up your tray, you walk down the thing, you know, buffet style. With Marceline Market, it is more, I don't know if you would call it food stations. The way I envision it in my head is kind of like when you go into the all-star resorts or pop century and you go into their uh, dining hall and they've got, you know, one section that's burgers and dogs, one that's pizzas and pasta. The other section is wraps and sandwiches. So is is that kind of the feel there? And, and maybe it's just easier for them to serve mm-hmm. in these stations. I, I don't know. It was like there was one section that um, it would change out. I know it was different each day, but they definitely had a spot that I think was just burgers every day. But I'm thinking I need to look back at my pictures. I don't know that that will go to self-serve. I think that that is permanently set up to be served because there was no um, like the way that I remember the glass and everything being set up. I don't see being able to self-serve over there, but I would have to refer to my pictures again. Yeah, I think you're right. It it doesn't look like the I don't know. I think you're right with the glass and everything. I kind of like it that way. I don't I, you know, self serve. There's so much waste. People yeah. take more than they need. Kids make messes. Mm-hmm. I mean, I I've seen kids do things at a buffet that have scarred me for life. So I'm not going to be upset over that. Um, and I mean, it it doesn't take any longer to you know have someone take your plate and put food on it. Yeah, uh, I, I think that was one of the big pluses that came out of uh, the pandemic yeah. was walking into cabanas and having my family as a group be taken over to a station and having, you know, Disney cast members put the food on my plate. Does mm-hmm. it take a couple seconds longer? Yes. But, you know, from a sanitary standpoint, you don't have somebody standing over there. You don't have little, you know, little Johnny uh, eating a French fry and putting half of it back and, and right. doing that kind of stuff. So, so I, I did like that. And, and, and I hope that is the case. I, I hope that they continue to serve, not because yeah. I'm more bougie and, and like to be served. Uh, but I, I think it was just a, a better, <laughs> I just, I think it was a better experience. Speaking, speaking of bougie, I, I know you uh, ladies yes. did go to Enchante, uh, which I believe the menu was designed by a Michelin chef. Um, and as Adam knows, those tire guys really know how to make a menu. They really do. All I can say is I've had Michelin tires on my car for three years. I've had one flat. So <laughs> Michelin tires, if they can make a steak or a piece of chicken as good as they make these tires, it's good enough for me. Well, they do, actually. So you are in luck. I, so he's a three. The, the, it was designed by a three-star Michelin chef. So I guess that's like a humongous deal. Um, the food was like, so there's a choice, right? First I bring out this crazy big plastic menu that you pop a little button on the stand and you put it on. We all hated it. Actually. It seemed a little gimmicky. Don't, don't you agree, Miranda? It was was weird. And I also think that that is an indication that they do not plan on changing that menu very often. Yeah. I mean, I guess you could put a sticker on it, you know, because it was basically like a thing stuck on there. But we we didn't love it. And not that I, you know, have an outright aversion to things that are gimmicky, but that was gimmicky. So you could do a la la carte, which we decided not to do. We decided to do the nine course, which is $195 plus tip and no discounts. It was a lot of food and it was very fancy. And for people who don't like fish, six out of the nine courses had fish in it. I mean, other than the tomato starter, which was amazing and the dessert and there was a beef portion. 
it was all fish. Do so. you think that that might have been different? Because um, I know that, you know, one of our party did not eat, you know, chicken or beef or something like that. So they might have possibly geared it that way towards us so that all of us were eating the same thing. But, well, you know, I, I didn't see anybody else eating that particular meal. So I just don't know. I did specify, I was like, I'm not eating rabbit, lamb, or something else that's cute, duck. So that could have had something to do with it. But, but you know, I, it was good. It was excellent. The halibut was like, it was like crispy butter. That's all I can describe it as. It was incredible. So that was good. And, and like we had, at any given time, we had three waiters serving us. Like every time they would bring the food out, it was like this, it was such an elaborate, you know, thing. So it did take a while. We missed um, some another thing that we wanted to do. I I would say maybe do it on a four-night cruise because you're definitely giving up some time when you do that. But definitely try it and have the halibut. Yeah, it is absolutely worth it for the experience, especially if you've never done anything like that before. Yeah. Um, my husband and I, we have friends who work at Michelin Star Chef, so we do eat like this once or twice a year. And I will say that it absolutely stands up to any Michelin star restaurant that we've been to on land as far as service goes. I think there's a couple of menu items that they need to work out the kinks, but most of them were really good. None of us like the dessert. No. Let's put it that way. No. no. It wasn't good. So no. um, it was very sour. Like it was fruit based and it was just, I, I honestly couldn't eat it. So, um, but by then I really didn't want to eat anything. Um, so I was fine, but I liked everything else. I, I had no complaints. Mm -hmm. um, and mm -hmm. I'm not a caviar kind of girl, but it was there. So I ate it. It was good. I'm a caviar yeah, girl. It was, it was good. <laughs> and, and the service was over the top. Oh, Although absolutely. I, I have to say our favorite server has to be, is it Gaetano from Palo? Gaetano at Palo. He was yes. the best human on the planet. Like we tipped him and then we tipped him again. That's how much we love him. He's probably all of 22 years old and 120 pounds. And um, I think we all wanted to adopt him when we were done. So yes. I, I don't think I've had a better server ever. He just had a great personality. He got us, He our bad jokes. Mm -hmm. I was definitely there with the mom jokes or dad jokes, whatever you want to call them, the whole time. And he just laughed and had his own. He was fantastic. And the food was also good. So, of course, mm -hmm. nobody expects Paolo mm -hmm. not to be good. Um, and for people who maybe don't want something really fancy, but want a special night, Paolo is where you go. So, so how, how is the new Paolo? It is now Paolo Steakhouse. So it is a, a take on an old, a modern take on an old favorite. It's pretty much the same. I have to tell you, except there's more steaks on the menu. And, and I will say that one time I went to Paolo, this is like back in September and I just wanted a steak. And so I ordered the 32 ounce steak because it was the only one on the menu. And that is still there. I will not be ordering it ever again because they actually made fun of me back in the kitchen apparently, but it is on the menu as, along with a sirloin and a filet and, and whatnot. So. All right. so if you want steak, that's where you go. All right. And Plus I know pasta and stuff. They still have that on the menu, by the way. Right. And they do have the Paolo brunch uh, on sea days, which is always yes. a, a favorite of mine. Just hoping that they bring the self-serve brunch version back soon. Now, you the rotational dining, because you did your specialty dining, I, I believe you guys only ate in one of the dining rooms? 
Well, we double dipped in Arendelle one of the nights and then okay. we ate for, we ate breakfast in 1923 in the morning so we kind of got to experience all of them um mm -hmm. I, i'm gonna let miranda talk about that menu in arendelle because people felt very strongly about it i only ate dessert in arendelle that was the night that we did palo and mm -hmm. like i said we were kind of disappointed with the dessert so we went to arendelle to get some dessert it was okay it was all right but i will say the theming over there was amazing. And we had accidentally gotten lost earlier in the cruise and stumbled in there and taken a bunch of videos and pictures. I need to put those up. You feel like you are in the castle. They nailed it with that. Um, so we didn't catch the show, but I think that you would say that it was absolutely comparable with um, a character meal at Disney World what I saw and from what I heard from everyone there. And I talked to a lot of people who said that the food was fantastic there. So I think, really? you know, just set your expectations. I, I think that maybe they aren't that. foodies. I know. Yeah, I, I think didn't think it smelled it. very good. Mm -hmm. I thought it kind of smelled a little bit like a cafeteria, which, you know, I mean, they're putting out, you know, hundreds and hundreds and thousands of meals. Um, but I would say it's probably on par with your, you know, maybe like Hollywood and Vine or something was kind of what I was looking at, which, you know, it's okay. But you're there for this show. You're definitely there for the theming in this show. And it looked really cute. To me, because I love Marvel, the Marvel, oh gosh. Okay, first of all, the show was great. You had Ant-Man and the Wasp come out and they came out a couple times, walked around. Um, it was so much fun and the food was really, really good. So, I mean, like, I think what I've heard from Arendelle is people didn't like how much fish was on the menu. I could see that, but, um, but it's Norway. Some, right. Exactly. Although I had a burger when I was in Norway, so, um, but any like real Norway, I feel like the Marvel dining experience that was over the top the best character mm -hmm. experience they've had anywhere with Disney. So now the question again, is right the, the question is for your second or third cruise with the wish or fourth cruise with the wish, will it be the the, the fun experience? You know, it's always that first time. Yeah. Just like the, the first time, you know, Turtle Talk with you know dinner with Crush. It's like, okay, this is great. And then by like the the fourth or fifth time you get it, you're like, ah, I've already talked to the turtle. This is my fifth cruise. It's the same turtle. Well, you know what the cool thing is? It would be very easy for them to change the film that they have. Right. Because the theming is all the same. It's Marvel, right? I mean, so they don't have to do anything with that. But they could very easily change the 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 show um, and have, you know, Black Panther and, you know, whoever come out, mm -hmm. um, which would be super fun. So I, I bet they will do that. They definitely have that ability to, I mean, it would be so easy. Right. to make it different mm -hmm. um we're gonna go on it we're supposed to go on it the week after christmas um i can't wait for my kids to see it my kids are gonna love that ship and they'll they will go bonkers over that marvel dining so they'll mm -hmm. love that too it was super immersive i mean when you walk in yeah. the door you are in like a pim lab or something like every yeah, single PIM thing lab or something everything yeah. is themed down to your silverware and the stuff on the table everything it i will say immersive if you're not familiar with marvel at all first of all what's wrong with you but secondly that is not going to be as much fun for you 
I mean, because you're not going to get some of the jokes. You're you're not going to know, especially since like the wasp is kind of like a minor character in some ways. I mean, so you're you're not going to get some of that. Um, but you know, for little girls, Arendelle, that kind of thing, it, it'll be really fun for them. So. I, I need to know why they separated the restaurants though. Like what the design, I just really would love to know like who was, who decided how they were going to do that. That's what I would love to know. Cause yeah, when I and, think about that restaurant in particular, you know, there are different, two different sides, you know, go ahead. Sorry. No, I was going to say, Chris, we, we had a, a brief conversation yesterday and you know, we, we briefly talked about the layout and you know, my comment was that the ship is very segmented and, and mm -hmm. it's very, you know, it, it from the looks of the layout, it doesn't flow very well, but it just looks yeah. like they, they drop sections. They segmented them off. There's two sections of a restaurant. You know, it just it's very it's very maze like and very just just segmented. Like there's a definitive, you know, separation in certain parts that it, it just seems like it's a very hard transition and not a nice smooth flowing transition you know like that transition from fantasy land to tomorrow land it's very slow you know the sidewalks yeah. kind of merge you know and and you you make that transition whereas it just seems like you're like you know hallway jewelry store you know and then jewelry store to something else and it's just like it's it's just a very hard it's separation not, it's not quite that bad it feels that way initially, but once you're, you've done it for a bit, like I said, about a day and a half, two days, you really do get a feel for what they're doing. And it, it makes a lot more sense. I, I will say it was somewhat jarring to walk down a hallway thinking you're going somewhere and then there's nothing there except a door that you can't go in. That happens now and then. Um, Rachel Kashner, she likes to run and so she was on deck four and there's stairs at one point going up to deck five. And she thought, well, maybe I can go up the stairs, go across and then go, you can't do that. Mm -hmm. You know, like little things like that. Like, why does that end? The same with the adult area, which we definitely need to talk about, but the same with the adult area, there's a dead end there. And I was walking, I was walking with like several other agents. I didn't know who they were. We were just all going in the same direction and they were like, what? You know, that kind of thing, because you could tell they'd probably cruise before they, they there's 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 really good flow on the other ships. Right. That's not necessarily the case here. There, there are there are two things that bother me. And one is that that jogging deck does not go around the front yes. of the ship. And two, it used to be the pool deck. You know, you were able to walk all the way around. Actually, it wasn't the pool deck. It was one deck up. But you could walk around to the front of the ship. And they have completely taken that away now because those top three decks are now the concierge sun deck, the concierge lounge and concierge rooms. So you can't yeah. get to the front of the ship anymore. Well, and if you're a little kid, you're really not going to the back of the ship because, and that brings us to the adult area, which is both a great idea and a bad idea because you go up to that top deck. That's where the adult area is. There's a big sign that says you can't go there, which is on all the other ships too. If you're, you know, under 18, but people do it anyway. I mean, you know, you've been in the adult side of the ships and there's kids running through it constantly. Um, but with this, there's a big staircase and they're not going up it. So you have a lot of privacy. Um, I actually loved how it was set up, but my kids are older. Um, 
and you know there's like the infinity pool which is much bigger and deeper than you think it is um there's like a couple little places where you could just sit and cool off and water there's a hot tub on the side i mean it's a great setup up there and there's a big bar we loved that but i imagine if you have little kids you know it's such a big separation from where they are and where you are you know even if your kids are like 10 or so and they're just playing by the pool you know on the other deck you could just sit on the adult side and your kid could be you know just a few feet away playing in a pool but you have that adult side feel right you can't do that on this ship and i, I don't know if that makes sense you kind of have to see it but but it's a big space between where the kids are and where you are which i think if you're not traveling with kids is great right like so like i'm betting i'm betting the campies did not get to go to uh that mark and bridget did not get to go up to satellite falls because the kids were in the pool and they're going to spend their time with the kids yeah. and they're not going to make their way over to the adult section we yeah no. we only popped over there when we first got on board to grab drinks and all i wanted was to sit there but my kid just don't i think nick kind of wanted to explore the kids clubs she went for a little bit but they i don't know they like us i don't know i don't know what to tell you guys <laughs> they don't go to the kids clubs well that's not what such a bad thing bridget <laughs> it's not a bad thing no it's not they want to hang out with us so i'm okay with it awesome so chris how about so one thing I've, I've noticed in the adult area, um, no lounge chairs. It's very much like if you're on any of the other ships, you go up by the cove and they've got those comfy little regular chairs with tables. But by the adult pool, you know, you go around the corner, you're at the pool. They've got some nice lounge chairs. All of the there pictures. There were lounge chairs. Okay, because all of the pictures I've seen of the infinity pool area have been just a standard, you know, table with a chair but no loungers so it's nice to know that there are loungers in that the area. loungers were like on the hallway kind of like yeah. walking up towards it so they weren't like right at it mm -hmm. there was okay. limited seating right around there um yeah i wish the infinity pool was a little bit bigger but it was fine we we hung out and the the nice thing about where those lounge chairs are tony is you get a little bit of shade there so you mm -hmm. can get sun depending on where you're at but um but the lounge chairs definitely you know depending on where you moved your chair you could have some shade so right well, love the shade yeah i don't wow. need the shade you know me sun's out guns out exactly yeah exactly so let's let's talk you you both mentioned you know the shows uh well you didn't mention the show in uh in the frozen dinner uh, but that is a dinner show uh Anna and Elsa are there uh Kristoff is there of course everyone's favorite snowman Olaf which it's got to be tough for him in the heat of the Caribbean or the uh, uh Bahamas um and there's also the dinner show that's a component of the Marvel meal so let's talk about entertainment there are some new options on board the wish uh, the biggest one for me is that their movie theater, uh, which on the Dream and Fantasy uh, accommodates about 425. Uh, I think on the Dream, I'm sorry, on the Wonder and the Magic, they accommodate 3, 340. But on the on the Wish, they've got two smaller theaters that both accommodate around 80 people. So I'm one of those guys who will walk up to the pool deck, grab some fries and a hot dog, you know what? They're showing the last 20 minutes of Shang-Chi. I'm going to pop into the movie theater and just watch the last 20 minutes of Shang-Chi. I don't think that's happening. You know, and you can do that in a 420-seat movie theater. 
I don't think you're going to be able to do that with an 80 seat movie theater. You're 100 percent right. <laughs> it was very sad. Good. So you agree with me. Um, the oh, theming, I do. The theming is great. And, you know, they brought the popcorn back now, which I'm very happy because I have not been able to cruise in a post pandemic world with popcorn. Uh, so the popcorn is back. And, and here's a little hint from your old pal, Tony. If you buy a popcorn bucket in the parks, bring it with you on the cruise ship because you get the refill price for popcorn, which is only $2 a serving. You don't have to buy a full uh, serving of popcorn. That's good um, to know. Yes, it is. And, and I, I bring a popcorn bucket that I bought like four years ago. They don't know. Um, we did the same thing. We brought our park buckets and, and you do know, it. Cheryl, Make room Cheryl's, in your bag. Cheryl's all about saving money. So did they have the shows while you guys were there? I know there are two new shows on board uh, and that is Disney sees the adventure and Disney, the little mermaid. And then the third show, which is a reworking of Disney's Aladdin, a musical spectacular that is not ready for performances yet. They're still in rehearsal stage. And we actually just got the notification for our cruise in August uh, that they have extended the rehearsal stage through at least that point. I don't know how much further they've extended it out. Um, were you guys able to see uh, seize the adventure or the little mermaid? For losers, first of all, only did they end up showing Little Mermaid and somehow we missed it, right? I, I never saw it on the schedule, did you? So they were supposed to show us one show one night, which of course we missed because we were so excited, like we were ridiculously excited. We wanted to see everything. And that that was whatever you're talking about, the Seize the Adventure. Mm -hmm. And then the second night, they sort of sprung Little Mermaid on us. And I, but I don't really understand. We were in, at that point, we were in Enchante. We weren't seeing anything. So we would be lying if we said we knew anything about the shows. Okay. Mm -mm. But we okay. definitely I, can tell you. I think that one of, <laughs> Rachel R., I think, went to the Goofy show. Yeah, mm -hmm. that's right. Yeah. She did. But yeah, okay. Rachel K. and I were drinking, which, <laughs> yeah, as you mentioned, that Bayou Bar, which is gorgeous. It does have like walkways on either side where people are like just walking by all day. But you know what? When the show is going on and nobody in the bars, you get great service. There you go. Yeah. Mm -hmm. There's drink. a booze cruise tip for the day. You, you two drinking is a show of its own. Um, you know it. So I'm a little sad because Disney sees the adventure uh, takes the place of the golden Mickey's that you get to see on some of the other crews. I'm a big fan. Uh, I'm a big fan of Ensign Benson. Uh, and the Golden Mickey's, so I will I will miss that show. Uh, it's also tough because Bob Iger has a uh, has a good uh, deal in that show uh, and and is in the beginning. Bridget, you guys just got off the off the dream. Were you able to see the shows? I know when I cruised uh, on the Magic, they were the theaters were at like half capacity, and they were actually doing if they did the Golden Mickey's on the first night. They do their early show and their late show like they normally do. And then the next afternoon, they would do an additional performance. Uh, so were you guys able to see any of the stage shows? We saw we just saw Golden Mickey's. We were going to do Believe um, the last night, but then the kids wanted to go and do the um, Vanellope's. And we got the Nick really wanted to do that. Like it was like six scoops of ice cream. It's like a family trophy thing. That's like thing but the kitchen sink. So we ended up just skipping that and and getting like a big family ice cream bucket if you will mm -hmm. but we saw golden mickey's the f i think it was the first night everything was pretty much as it had been normally before they didn't offer any afternoon shows for it we saw thor love and thunder in that uh, walt disney theater 
and that was pretty it was pretty full but yeah i mean it was it was kind of like it was pretty much back to normal mm-hmm. you know popcorn was being served all that stuff so can i say something about the theaters that you mentioned because because your experience with the hot dog and the fries was my same experience minus the food i had um met up with like an owner or something and was chatting with her and then i was like oh thor is on it was like it started at 10 o'clock and so i went down there and you're absolutely right. There were maybe one or two seats, but I would have had to like really, you know, interrupt some family. Mm-hmm. And it was about halfway done with the movie. So I didn't get to, I had seen it before I left, but I had of course wanted to watch it again. So you're right. That, that is, that's kind of a bummer. You know, mm-hmm. I'm not sure what the rationale between the two theaters at 90 people each when you know, I mean, that's a big, especially on a C day, that's a big part of what you're doing that day. Right. So. The, the only reason I can think of doing it is, you know, I, I don't even know, do they, do they play the same movies at the same time in both theaters? Cause that wouldn't make sense. It would make sense if they were showing, you know, instead of being able to show six movies a day, they can now show 12 movies, six in each theater. They don't have to be the same movies and, yeah. and you've got more, you've got more of a variety. However, you've got less people going to see it now. My big question is, when did you guys get on the ship? We got on the, we were almost the last people on. I mean, we were like, um, well, Kasher got on quick, quickest, and she was able day to get wise. our dining. Day-wise. Which, which, which day did you guys get oh, on the gosh. ship? Oh, gosh. Um, was it a Sunday? It was a Sunday. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, we got I, I was, on Sunday. I was trying to figure out if you guys were on board for the uh, premiere of Thor Love and Thunder. No, no. Okay, because that's usually a big deal, and most of the the ships premiere the movie inside the Walt Disney Theater, which is the big show where the stage shows are put on. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. where we saw it. That was the first night that they showed it. Right. It was. We we boarded Saturday, so I think mm-hmm. we saw it Sunday. Okay. Cool. Um, let's see. We've covered food. We've covered entertainment. We've covered some of the adult spaces. I don't know. We might get back to drinking again because it sounds like uh, Miranda had some experiences with that. Let's let's talk pools. I, I know we were up talking about the adult area, but these pools, once again, uh, there are a lot more of them, but they are segmented and siloed out around the ship. You know, on the other four ships, you've got that kiddie pool. Well, not a kiddie pool, but you've got the pool in front of uh, Funnel Vision. And they're continually opening and closing that and setting up chairs for things. And and now that area in front of Funnel Vision is just deck. Uh, there are no, there is no pool right there. So it's very disconcerting, I have to tell you. Is it? Yeah. When you see it, you're like, what? Wait, what's going on? Because when we came on, I thought, oh well, they must just have it, co- they have the pool covered so they can do the show. But that wasn't the case. So. Mm-hmm. so what what did you think of the of the new pool layout? Did did you like it? I know you didn't have kids, so you probably didn't spend a lot of time there. Uh, I'm sure you tried not to walk through there. It, you know what? What were your thoughts on the, on the pools, the the adult pools, the the kids pools, the family pool? I think again, it's definitely a situation where if you're used to having that bigger pool in the middle, you might not like how they've done it. Because there are, you know, there's like five pools, like the Fab Five pools, which each of them, I guess, have a name after the characters right there on the main deck. Um, To me, some of them were like barely bigger than a hot tub. And definitely a couple of them were like, you know, foot high, 
foot deep kiddie pool. Some were deep. Mm-hmm. I, I honestly, it didn't bother me because I thought in some ways it's a great idea because if you have some sloppy little toddlers who are peeing in the pool in one of the pools, well, you're not dealing with that because you're up higher in another, you know, I mean, not to be gross or anything, but we all know, you know, that feeling of walking up to a pool and seeing a kid with a, with a swim diaper on and thinking, maybe not. So, you know, you're not having that, you know, I mean, I don't well, know where the, I'm going with this. The, the good news is we usually make Adam keep his swim diaper on tight and we change <laughs> yeah. it a few times each, each day. Hey, so, you know what? I don't understand the concept of a swim diaper. It's still a diaper. You know what I'm saying? It, that's all it is anyway. But yeah, I mean, you know, so in some ways I thought that was okay. I thought, yeah, it was fine. I really didn't have a problem with it. I did miss the bigger pool that was that is in the adult area on the Dream and a Fantasy. I, I really like that pool. Yeah, there are, let's see, we've got Mickey's pool, Minnie's pool, Pluto's pool, Daisy's pool. And then, and that those are on deck 11. And then on deck 12, we've got Goofy's pool and Donald's pool, as well as Trixie's falls. Oh, yeah. So there are a lot of, of pool options. Yeah, and it's interesting too, because like, like I said, you do have, like you could maybe have like a different vibe at different pools. You know, you could have one crawling with kids because, you know, there's a couple of families there and then you could have a quieter spot, you know? Mm-hmm. So I thought from that standpoint, it did make a lot of sense because we, you know how rowdy that main pool can get. It can get pretty rowdy. Right. So um, I thought in that way, it was kind of a great idea. So. Okay. And, and one new addition to the pool decks, uh, it's, it's actually up on deck 13. Uh, and it's not the Aqua Mouse, which we'll talk about in a couple minutes, um, but it's the Hero Zone which is a new indoor multi-purpose sports room, activities room, I guess. Um, Without anything in there, it's a basketball court. It's where they've moved the uh, ping pong tables, the foosball tables. Uh, If you've been on any of the other four ships, you know that the ping pong table is outside uh, and it's awful tough to uh, make 30 knots and try to play ping pong at the same time and deal with wind gusts. Uh, It just doesn't work. So they've now moved that inside. Um, did you guys get a chance to tour the Hero Zone or do anything uh, like, what is it, the Incredible Challenge, which is a giant inflatable obstacle course? Of course I did that. <laughs> if you put a bounce house, I'm going in it. I, if they right. say adults can go in, I'm like, I'm here. And and how long until your hip heals, that fracture? It's, yeah, no, it's bad. I'm I'm in a, I'm I'm actually talking to you from the hospital <laughs> bed. No, it's fine. So so I was by myself because no one else would go with me. So I had to race because it's two at a time, and I had to race against some lady, and I cheated. Because <laughs> like you know I was like, do I want to go through that little circling thing? Maybe not. So I did cheat. It was a split second decision. I don't regret it. I do feel like the Lance Armstrong of bounce houses now. So. Okay. Good. Only well, you're rich. You're, well, your performance enhancing drugs have served you well. <laughs> they really have. Yeah. She actually still beat me. I got delayed. <laughs> <laughs> I'm uncoordinated. What can I say? You have to climb up that big thing. So and, it was really fun. Cool. Cool. And And speaking of slides... I believe that more than one of you took the opportunity to take the slide from deck three to deck two, which is how kids will be able to enter the kids club. It's a it's a one deck tall enclosed slide, which which looks pretty cool. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. I, I it was amazing. Miranda. 
Yeah. <laughs> I have not posted my video. Okay, let's go ahead and talk about this. I accidentally didn't record my first time down, so I asked if I could go again later, and I shot out of that thing like a bat out of hell and skipped like a rock on his on the lake, on the bottom. It was so much fun. It was so much fun. Well, and they, and they do, like, I have heard that a lot of grown-ups have tried it and then, like, been injured. You know, like, like just, like, joke injured, like, ow, that really hurt my hip, you know, that kind of thing. Um, but yeah, we, we did that. It was, it was pretty cool. I mean, the whole kids club is amazing. I was walking around with my jaw on the ground the entire Mm -hmm. time in the kids club. Like I have said, like that is my one, like major complaint about this is like, we need like, I don't know, an afternoon that's adults only in the kids clubs. Like I want some time there. It looked amazing. That star Wars room. I mean, you walk into that star Wars room. You're on the Millennium Falcon. You are. Miranda, well, you, do, you do what I do. During open play, you find a six-year-old and you just walk <laughs> them down there and you go in with them. Doesn't matter if you know them. <laughs> You're well, my buddy. We're going in. Well, wouldn't it be brilliant of them to like, because Mark was like going through the open house with Nick and they went up to the vibe and they were playing like, I don't know, it was like some Mario game. And Mark was like, I, like, I would kill to come in this room and just sit here and play video games all day. Yeah. Like, Bridget, you would never see him for the rest of the cruise. Oh, I know. He'd be gone. Like, it's it would be like at home. Where are you? You're playing video games again. Great. That's fa- fantastic. But really, I mean, wouldn't that be, like, a great idea for them to put on the next ship? Like, a place where, like, we can, the ladies can go and have their martinis and the men can go and play mm-hmm. their video games. Yeah. Have a man cave. Come on. I mean, like, I don't know. I feel like, you know, whatever time that they close that kids club down, if they would just open it up for the adults, yeah. I would be that's there. And I roll a part portable idea. bar down there. You know yeah. that? Yeah. Uh-huh. Now well, the I mean, problem. I would need coffee that late at night. I would need some spike coffee. The, the, the problem. amazing. The problem with that would be, and, and not really a problem, you know, Disney is a family-oriented cruise line. Um, but they do keep that kids club and kids club open until one or two a.m. Mm-hmm. Um, so it would it would have to be like an after hours club, uh, and you'd have to be really hardcore, I th- I think, to go in there. But if you want to see a, if you want to see a porg, name, hardcore. You know, if you want to see a porg or you want to do some Marvel superhero stuff and see what you look like in an Iron Man costume, you you wait until two a.m. You know, those are the sacrifices yeah. that you make. I would so. do it. I would absolutely take a nap and have some coffee so I could go down there because the whole time that I was on that ship, I just kept thinking, man, I wish I could go play down there. And I accidentally, I don't, Chris, were you with me when we were looking for something and we accidentally walked into, I can't remember if it was edge or if it was like the tweens and we walked into that clubhouse. I was like, this is so cool. I'm not cool enough to be here, but this is (laughs) really, really cool. My daughter would love it. That was Vibe, and I thought, so Vibe is for the older teenagers, and I thought they did a great job of that. You know, sometimes I think the older ones kind of, they don't get as nice of a setup, but they did a good job with that. And I love the fact that there was a designated space for the 1820, uh, is it 1820 Club or Society or something? 1820 Society, yeah. Okay. I love that they had a designated space, so they don't always use it for them. But there is a space where they can, you know, pull the wall, you know, they've got one of those sliding walls and just let them have their space. Because 
all of my kids love the kids club a lot. Sophie will go into the kids club and I won't see her until it closes and she'll come back. And it makes me nervous because you don't know who your kid's hanging out with necessarily. I mean, it's a little, I don't know. I know she can, you know, she's a responsible kid, but it, you know what I mean? And, and my older one, you know, he likes the 1820 society. He had, he's met people and had fun and had a really good time. So I love the fact that they had that space. Um, so, um, okay. especially, you know, I mean, if you're 20, you know, are you, you know, hanging out with your parents or you can't, you can't go into, well, you can go into the lounges. You can't really have a drink or anything. So, I mean, you know, it's kind of like a, a nice little spot for them. Yeah. We're, we're going to be in that boat, uh, literally, uh, be in that boat on this next cruise because we'll have a yeah. 17 year old who will be in the vibe and a 20 year old who could be in yeah. the 1820 society. Uh, and you know, they might end up in, you know, if Isabel's in that 1820 society, half of the vibe, then they're kind of in the same space. So we'll, we'll see how yeah. that works out. Now, I, uh, I'm interested to see how they like it. I think you're going to like that ship. I just think you're going to be like in a bad mood for about 36 hours until you figure mm -hmm. out, okay, here's where everything is. Oh, so, so you've traveled so. with me before. You know how it works. Well, I have actually, but you weren't in the bad mood, except when I took your chocolate mousse. True. Or creme brulee, actually. So, no, it was chocolate no, mousse. I had the chocolate. Was it? Okay. I must have had the creme brulee and your chocolate mousse. Sorry. So, so th things are a little, you know, we've been talking about the kids club and uh, the kids areas and things are a little different. The Oceaneer Club and the nursery, Small World Nursery, which I believe the nurseries are opening up again uh, at the end of July. Uh, they've been closed so since, since COVID. Um, but those are now down on deck two, uh, which, you know, it puts them at the bottom of the ship and, and it, you know, changes the layout a little bit. Uh, the edge is up on deck five and the vibe is up on deck 12. So they've, they've separated the kids areas a lot and uh, it seems to work. One thing that also made a big switch is the spa, which used to be up on the front, on the forward section of the pool deck. Um, but they have moved the spa down to deck five, which sounds really crazy until you realize that they've taken the front of the ship, which at one point uh, on the original ships, I believe that is a a cast member pool on the dream and the fantasy. I think it's a pool for the teen club. And here on the wish that forward part of the ship is the outdoors part of the census spa, which I think is genius. So I, I'm assuming that you guys at least toured the spa. I actually first time I ever got the rainforest room. Mm hmm. So I, I was there every day. I showered there because we had four women in the room and I thought, you know, Hey, make some space. I've never done the rainforest room. I didn't really understand what the concept was after doing the rainforest room on the wish. I don't think I'll do it on any other because on the, on the wish you have, like you said, you have the big outdoor area. There were probably eight or nine of those round little beds. And, you know, the hang and they swing a little bit if, when you get into them. And they were shaded, again, important. There were two hot tubs out there. That was amazing. Like, I had the best time out there. Mm -hmm. um, and then, of course, indoors, they had all kinds of fun stuff. You know, they had a little frozen room where you went in there and sat on a block of ice, basically. I mean, there's plexiglass over it, but it's, it's pretty cold in there. That was great. They need to do that on every ship. Mm -hmm. so, all right. Um, 
And, you know, and I was surprised to learn that you didn't have that outdoor area on the other ones because I'd never used it on, on the other ships. Uh, the, the Dream has an outdoor area, but it's essentially just a couple of verandas. Uh, okay. You know, it, it's not a, as luxurious an area. There are oh, two yeah. hot tubs out there. There are a couple of loungers. Um, some of the spa rooms, you know, you can get a spa room that is essentially a converted state room. So it has a veranda. You can do a veranda massage, um, but they don't get that portion on the front of the ship, which which I think is really yeah. unique uh, and, and a nice option. Worth um, every penny. It yes. really was, especially yes. for this type of a cruise where you have a crowded room. And we did really well. I mean, you know, a couple of times we all said, you know, we're kind of the perfect combo. If you have to have four grown women in a room, we were the ones to do it with because everybody was super polite, no drama, um, which, you know, I wouldn't have expected anyway, but just lots of polite, you know, not taking over spaces and stuff, keeping the bathroom clear, but still with four people, sometimes you think I need a little space. I, you know, so that was a nice little, little, you know, spot to go to to get that and mm -hmm. do your hair or whatever so so, sp so speaking speaking of four women in a room let, let's talk about the accommodations and and i apologize because yeah. we probably should have spoken about this a little earlier um but you guys were in a veranda an ocean and view deluxe. stateroom with veranda mm -hmm. uh, veranda is just a fancy word for porch uh, or patio for those of you who have never cruised before and uh what what were your thoughts on the room it accommodates uh four or did you guys have great. the fifth sleeper? We no, we only had the four actually. Okay, so you couldn't have smuggled Bridget on board. I you, toured the room that was the fifth sleeper, and it's literally just like the exact same as ours, just a little bit longer. Mm -hmm. And then there was a chair that folded out. Um, and so, yeah, I think you know, if you had had a little person in that chair, like that would have been great. You know, if you had a teen or tween or something like that, oh. it would have been totally doable. So you had no problem putting four full-size adults in, in a stateroom. Luckily, Rachel likes to snuggle. We were fine. We had two in the queen-size bed, which those are the most comfortable beds in the world. And oh we had two gosh, in there. Oh, my gosh, that bed was good. <laughs> no, and Rachel Robinson, she was in the bottom bunk, and I was in the top bunk. And um, I had worn heels the day before and then all day that day. So my feet were kind of tender because I'd been, you know, put a lot of miles on your feet when you're in the park and stuff. And so climbing up that ladder that first night, it was like, ow, this really hurts. Um, it's a pain in the butt. I mean, I'm not even going to lie. Like I was, I was laying there in that bed, you know, in the middle of the night, you're like, oh, I think I have to go to the bathroom. It's not easy. Like the first night it wasn't easy, but by the second and third night, I was up and down and going around. There was, but like, it's just not something familiar. I mean, none of us sleep in a bunk bed. So <laughs> now, did you get the print? Did you get princess sheets? And did you and fall asleep looking at the the uh, the fiber optic stars in the ceiling? There were no fiber optic stars. What? Were there glow in the dark no. stars? No. There was nothing. If there had been, maybe I would have seen better when I was getting up to go to the bathroom. Uh, I heard this too, but I mean, I didn't sleep in that bed, but I didn't see where I looked I for it. Like I'd heard about it. And then I looked and when she was up there when I was, like, I don't see where that would be, but maybe I, I just was, missed it. I mean, our kids had the stars, but I didn't notice them glowing. I mean, I, but I, I also didn't really pay attention. either. There was like a swirly design on the ceiling, but it didn't glow in the dark. Believe me, I would have noticed it as I laid there staring at the ceiling, cursing my life. So no. I'm no, sure I'll tell I you, Chris, that. Nick bumped his head many times this past Christmas. Really? So, so I'm sure I did not bump my head at all, but it well, was just and like he's smaller than you. I, I Don't just, feel bad. you know, 
I, it was, it was, you know, the weird thing was the last night I was like, this really isn't that uncomfortable. It's just, I'm not. So the whole time I was in Europe, every bed I slept on was like a rock. So maybe it trained me for this bed because this bed was like super, super hard, you know? And, and for those who don't know, I just did an adventures by Disney before, like I had what, four days and then I went and did this. So, so yeah, those European beds were a little hard. Yeah. I mean, it was like by the, by the end of the trip, I was like, this is a great bed. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> so, well, you're calloused now. I know. I have a callus all over <laughs> my back. Yes. Your backside's calloused. <laughs> so the other thing is I do think the storage on the dream and the fantasy is better. I think it's just sort of like, you've got a little more places to put things but we did have a gigantic TV. The TV is right in front of the queen size bed. So you remember how like on, on the other ships, you have that nice big thick curtain that you can draw and close off the room mm -hmm. to have some privacy. And either side can watch a TV because the TV is like on a little like thing that sticks out and moves around. Um, they didn't have that on this obviously. So the only people who really could watch TV were in the big bed. So like, if you're the kind of person who wants to watch some TV at night, but you happen to be, you know, in a bunk bed, you're not watching any TV. So, but it was a really big television, which I don't even have one that big at home. Um, I don't think. So that was like a use of space that, you know, maybe um, could have been for other things. All right. And, and they've uh, continued their tradition of having the split bath, which is uh, somewhat unique yeah. to the cruise industry. Uh, and that is a bathroom. Uh, there are two bathrooms in each stateroom. Well, most of the staterooms. Uh, and one has a toilet and a sink, and the other one has uh, a shower tub and a sink. So that is nice. And I hear that the mirrors are, are now lighted. Yes, that was which, nice. Which look phenomenal. And there is a okay. night light. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stop you right there on the lighted mirrors, Tony. Don't go in there and think you look that good because the the ship – Every mirror on that ship has the most flattering lighting I have ever seen. I mean, I was like walking into like, even in the elevator, like, oh my God, I look so good tonight. You know, <laughs> like, no, that's the lighting. They have the best lighting I've ever seen in mm -hmm. anywhere. And, and, you know, like, like, I don't know about you, but like, I'll go to Animal Kingdom Lodge and the lighting is so dark. You're like, you come out looking like a clown after you put your makeup on in that lighting, it's just the best lighting ever. I felt like a brand new person until I got home. Um, anyway, also, I would also like to say, I think the bathrooms are bigger. Okay. Well, I feel, I... and I could be wrong, but I feel like maybe they, they sacrificed a tiny bit of space in the room to give you a mm -hmm. bigger bathroom. So. Okay. Well, I will be taking many a selfie in the bathroom you lighting if it's to. that good. You need um, to. You just need to cover everything up, please. Nobody need from the neck down. I want you to wear a sheet, a robe, whatever you need to wear. No shirtless I, photos. I make you no promises. Thank you. Thank you, Bridget. It's gonna be all dad bod. It will be yeah. two discreetly placed Mickey bars uh, in the selfie. Um, if you do that, I will give you five dollars. Uh, so let it be written. So let <laughs> it be done. Um, so they did get rid of the shower. I'll wait for this. Big they, they did get rid of the shower curtains. Um, so you've got glass doors in the shower now, yeah, which like is that. a little bit of yeah. a switch. Mm -hmm. And did they get rid of the heavy curtain that separates the bunks from the queen bed, no. or is that still there? No, we still have it because I kept closing it. Mm -hmm. 
I kept closing it and then they kept like opening it. And I'm like, I'm getting dressed. I need privacy. But gotcha. every time, you know, they would, yeah, they didn't want that separation. And did you have any issues? <laughs> so where you used to have a small refrigerator, you now have a refrigerator drawer, which is part of the desk, which completely confuses people. Um, but it looks like it doesn't hold as much. Like I'm a, I'm a big believer in, you know, bringing some food back to the room. And if I don't finish it, I don't like to waste it. I'm going to put that dish, you know, I've got some cellophane. I'm putting that dish in the, in the, the fridge. It doesn't look like the fridge is that big anymore. It looks like the fridge can accommodate some drinks, uh, but it really can't accommodate like a leftover situation. How, how did you feel about that? I feel like it accommodates a lot of drinks, mm -hmm. but you're right. It's not going to accommodate your leftovers. Okay. And there's some new technology on the ships. They've now included some USB ports in the room. So that is good. There look to be plenty of plugs. They've moved some plugs and charging ports uh, next to the bed uh, on either side of the bed. So that that is a plus. Uh, I know that a lot of the cruise line post COVID uh, went to doors that open with a gesture. Uh, you no longer have to push a button. Uh, and they've done that. The elevators on the Wish are completely touch-free, uh, and you just essentially have to wave your hand uh, over a button, uh, which is good until you've got a five-year-old in there who wants to wave his hand over everything uh, and, okay, and stop so at every floor. There's already issues with these panels. <laughs> like, some of them just don't work, unless you, like, mash on them a few times. Mm -hmm. so, and yeah, the problem true. also is, like, I don't know, unless you are reading all of this behind the seeing stuff or listening to our podcast there was no way of knowing that like literally one of the girls was like i heard somebody say that you don't have to touch it and we started playing with it oh okay mm -hmm. it's not like there's um a sign that says that i think it's a great concept but i think that it might need to have some kinks worked out right i just they think it's something like 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 on the dream and i think even on the map you know like with the sliding doors where they have the button and it has like a hand that like it looks like you would have to touch it, but little, literally you just wave your hand over it and it opens. Do they have anything like that? It, yeah, it's kind of like that. Yeah, oh, okay. it's and, like and that. And the doors, like yeah, when you go to open the doors, you have to wave your hand in front of it, and you have to wait. And so if it's already like almost closed, you have to wait for it to fully close, and then wave your hand, and then wait for it to open. Like I would have really just preferred like an old style, you know, sliding, you know, like in a mall. I just I just thrust mm -hmm. my arm in between the doors uh, and then it opens when it hits my arm. But the elevators are really narrow. And so if you get like eight grown people in there, there's a good chance someone's going to be leaning on those buttons. And that was me. So we were on like deck four and everybody was going way up. But because I'm like touching, I'm not touching the buttons, but I'm close enough to the buttons that they're like, boop, 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 boop. So we stopped at every floor and the people in there wanted to murder me because, you know, between three and 11, that's a lot of stuff or four and 11, that's a lot of stuff. So whatever, I, that's definitely an issue. Mm -hmm. So in hindsight, it was funny though. You know, I think we're well past the, the date where we can do like Star Trek and you get in the elevator, we've got Alexa technology. You just need to walk in and say deck seven. You or know, they you, could have an elevator mm -hmm. man in there. There you go. Ooh. Like fancy. Yeah. So I will say that um, Rachel R. and I got into the elevator with a lady who had an ECV. 
And she said that she was having trouble like catching the elevators because they do go really fast. And we started thinking about it and those elevators are very narrow. So if you have like a larger than standard um, wheelchair, like if, if you had a very special needs wheelchair, I don't know how you would get how you would be accommodated. I think that there were maybe some bigger elevators elsewhere, but that would be something to think about that if you are traveling with someone who is special needs, we would need to think about how you would need to get around the ship. They do move fast. We we experience the same mm-hmm. thing on the dream too. I think it's just, you just have to, I don't, we, we kind of got it down the first night or two, we were like scrambling and we had my in-laws and my mom with us who were older and they they just don't move as fast. So it does get a little tricky, especially when you have, like, I know we had the midship elevators and they're the ones that are the busiest, but did I, did I hear, or did I read that there aren't many midship elevators on the wish? There, there are no midship elevators. You've got okay. forward and aft, but so both of them are, the are eight elevators a piece. So, okay. I just want to say that wasn't an issue, by the way. I think a lot okay. of people were concerned that it would be, but because of the layout of all the clubs and all the restaurants and everything, it actually does work really well. Okay. So that's not an issue. Yeah, I mean, I didn't even, like the midship elevators, I thought in the dream were a pain in the neck. Like I would yeah. prefer to do forward or aft because they were always so packed. Mm-hmm. I, I think we've pretty much covered everything except for shopping. Uh, of course, you're going to get your Treasures Untold, your Three Wishes, Once Upon a Time, Royal Regalia, Enchanted Castle Jewels, plenty of shopping opportunities uh, galore. Uh, Chris, any differences between any of the other ships and, and their stores? So they're they're definitely on different locations. And I felt that there were more shops, and, and this could have just been how I felt, but I felt that there was more shopping on this ship than there were on others because several times I said in my head, Tony is going to complain about this. So, you know, I, I'm, I'm once again, looking at the deck plans, I, I'm not sure that it is a um, any larger of a space, but they've separated things, you know, yeah, three wishes, once upon a time, that. Royal regalia, you know, those are three stores. Whereas uh, on the dream of the fantasy, that would have been one store with like three different sections. So, well, and they, they did have some higher end jewelry. I know for a while they had Tiffany on the ship and then they switched over to a jewelry store. There's a very large jewelry store on the ship now. Um, and some of it is expensive and some of it is more, you know, affordable. And right next to it, they actually have a high end handbag store. And they had like some Valentino, they had a couple of Gucci, Alexander McQueen, like not like they're not selling Prada, but but they are selling higher end stuff, which I was mm-hmm. very surprised by. And I think they could make a killing on that if they got the right stuff in there. Because, okay. you know, when you're on a ship, you get a little like, oh, there's no tax. I should buy this Gucci bag. You know, that kind of thing. Everybody kind of loosens their wallet a little bit. So mm-hmm. um, right. that was interesting, I thought. Okay. And uh, very interesting to see that up on deck four, uh, Bibbidi Boppity Boutique has returned, uh, but there are two new styling additions uh, to the fleet, and that is Hooks Barbary, which is a barber shop with a hidden bar, uh, as well as the <laughs> as well as the Untangled Salon. Now, Miranda, um, you probably didn't get an opportunity to throw a couple back at Hooks Barbary. 
I didn't, but I did go and peek at Untangled Salon, and it was so pretty. Like, I definitely can see doing an afternoon there with my daughter, getting pedicures, and it was really lovely. And it was, like, lightly um, Rapunzel-themed. It was super Mm -hmm. cute. Awesome. It was, it had a lot of like little subtle touches. It was, she's right. It was pretty. I ended up getting a pedicure in there. Um, my only complaint is there's people walking by in the hallway can see everything going on in there. So like mm-hmm. maybe you're the kind of person you don't want to get a haircut or you don't want to get a blowout or a pedicure or a manicure with like Joe Schmo walking by and going, Oh, look, she chose a nice shade of pink, you know? So um, that would be my it was a little fishbowl it was a fishbowl yeah but it was really pretty and um, it was. and I thought the price was good it was I only paid a tiny mm-hmm. bit more even with the tip than I would have paid at home for a nice pedicure and it was it was a gel one and it looks pretty darn good so um, it did yeah yeah so I I would totally do that again um I hadn't had any time to get one so it was getting pretty critical I've got a client who's got her husband booked in at the hook barbery in August so I told her that I need pictures and a full report so I'll, I'll report back on that and then Rachel and I did go through bippity boppity and it was I mean just absolutely gorgeous it was precious of course and on this ship and I thought that they were saying that at least one of them was new but there was a Captain Mickey and there was a Captain Minnie outfit and those were really sweet they were very cute I'll have to look to see if they have it in a boy's husky and I may buy it a boy's husky you could pull it off a boy's husky yes good well I I think we've pretty much covered everything is there anything that you no 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 we, we have, have not, not fully covered all of the lounges. Specifically, we didn't talk about the Star Wars one, um, which I didn't get to go in. But I want to go ahead and tell everybody, like, you must go to Nightingale's. It was yeah. so good. It was beautiful. It was intimate. In the middle of the room, they have a piano. They had the best live entertainment there. It was so good. The drinks were fantastic. I didn't love the drink menu. At the Bayou, I liked the feel of it. I didn't get to catch any of the entertainment, but um, like I don't do a lot of bourbon that sort of thing, and it was New Orleans themed, so that was sort of what it had going for it. But I mean, I don't think anybody would have a bad time in Nightingales. That was my favorite spot on the ship. I went twice. The drinks were adorable. Like you guys got the cutest drinks. There was one that like was a poop of smoke, and there was another mm-hmm. one in a little Nightingale. Um, it was cute. I. Even I liked it, and I'm not one to sit still and sit in a lounge. So It was good. So it was themed like, you know, if you think of the Cinderella movie, you know where she's scrubbing the floors and all the bubbles are going everywhere. That was the theming. So there were three different types of bubble drinks. There was the frozen bubbles, the smoke bubbles. Maybe it was just two. So those are really cool. The first night, um, Rachel R. and I both got a frozen bubble. And it's like a um, it's like a round ice cube, but it has a hole in it. And they have part of the drink, like, um, like a shot or something in there. And they bring you the most adorable little teeny tiny hammer. And you shatter your bubble. And then it releases your drink. And, like, you mix it all together. And then the next night I did, I don't know how they did the smoke bubble. They brought something over that looked like a glue gun. But it made a smoke bubble and then it sits on top of your drink and you pop it and the smoke goes up. It was amazing. 
And then I that got the so night. Cool. It was very cool. Oh, you I would love that, Bridget. Oh, I it totally was, yeah. love that. But it didn't, Thanks. you know, I didn't order that one the first night because I thought it was going to be like a smoky taste. It was just an effect. I thought that it was like, and, and you, Mark, um, sorry, Bridget, you and Mark would have really loved it. I think yeah. it just, it's just the lounges. And I think they put a lot of thought into these lounges, like, you know, not just the theming, but the drinks and everything. I mean, I'm probably more, uh, I kind of like the idea of having them all in one place so you could just go from one to the other. But, you know, I guess having them out in the ship, in the open, is more makes it more likely that people are going to stop by even for just a quick little, you know, drink while the kids are doing something else, you know. And, like, the Bayou one is pretty darn close to the kids' club. Um, so, I mean, you know, you can uh, mm-hmm. leave your kid for a couple of hours and go have a, you know, nice adult you know, beverage and hang out. So I think that makes sense. That one, that one was also very smartly placed because it's right by the shopping. So if you, someone you're with is going shopping and you don't want to go shop, you can just go sit over there and have a drink while they go and buy that Gucci bag. (laughs) Yeah. And yeah. And it does like, the more I think about it, the more it makes sense just for you know, just the convenience factor. I mean, having the lounges all the way on one part of the ship just hidden away, you know, it is an effort to get back there and maybe you get distracted by other things or you just like don't even know they're there or something. So maybe that's kind of a brilliant design. Um, I'm, I'm not sure what the motivation was, you know, intended there. I, I, I do want to talk a little bit about the more fancy rooms because we all got to tour the suites and everything. You you went into the funnel suite, right? I didn't. Okay. Rachel R did. Did you go into the two bedroom Aurora? I didn't do that one. The biggest okay. one that I did, which I was actually so I'm claustrophobic. This is one of the reasons it took me so long to get on a ship, and I have said like I I just couldn't stay in a room where I didn't have a veranda because I need to, I need to know I can step outside, but. We toured the one that had the big porthole. It was a one bedroom and it had a separate like living area. And that porthole, like I looked at that room on the website and said, no, that's not for me. I couldn't handle it. But when I was in that room, you know what? I absolutely could. That porthole was the entire wall. It was a huge. Yeah. It was that huge, was yeah. a fantastic room. The bathroom in that room was incredible. It has the untangled, uh, like a like a mural there, and, and closets for days. That suite had more closet space than my first house. I yeah, was is really that the one bedroom that you're room. talking about? Yes, that was impressive. So I didn't like that one bedroom as much as I like the ones on the Dream and the Wish. I think those are better designed. But that two bedroom Aurora suite. That was fantastic. And I like that better than the tower. Um, I know the, t- or the tunnel, funnel, funnel suite. I know the funnel is getting all the attention, but the two bedroom Aurora was like, that was definitely aspirational for sure. So bathrooms were amazing, but I mean, the whole thing was great. I was pleasantly surprised with those interior rooms, which again, yeah. I couldn't do it. One hundred percent. Like if my daughter and, you know, a couple of her friends were going with us, I would stick their booties in that suite. And then we could they would be three steps from our room that has a veranda. It's so close. 
that would be a really good way, like, you know, if you're traveling multi-generational, to save a little money, stick all the kids in that little one, and they're still going to think they're at the Ritz-Carlton. When I walked in, I did a little gasp because I was not expecting that, not expecting it. I was surprised, I think, by every single room I went in, but, and I'm not saying I didn't like that one bedroom, I think you're right, but I just feel like, I don't know, there was just, it was, it was hard because I toured the really big suites first. So it was hard to tour that last and to go, oh, yeah, that's nice too. You know, because <laughs> I don't know. Um, those, I believe that that happened when um, Rachel Kay and I were on a research mission at uh, one of the oh, lounges. And so yeah. we were trying to catch and we were like, well, we're going to tour, you know, the main ones that a lot of our clients would choose. And so we went yeah. to those. And I was hoping I would get up to the other one. But, you know, next time I'll book the funnel suite and I'll report back. Well, (laughs) and I think also realistically, I mean, I have to be honest, I don't have a client who would book the funnel. Maybe the two-bedroom, but the funnel, I mean, because I priced it out just, you know, to, like, say, hi, what's what's the difference? It was a lot, so. Do you know what the interior staterooms are missing on the Wish? Oh. Me? No, they have. They do not have magic portals. Oh. Like oh the dream, yes. Like the they dream did and fantasy have. That. That's yeah, and I don't know why. I feel like they would have had the wall space for it. Right. And it's a cheap option. Yeah. Yeah, that would have absolutely made that room like over the top. Like I already felt like it was great, but yeah, you're right. That magic portal would have been really a nice, a nice little treat yeah. for the kids. I'm excited to go because I didn't. So when I went to book it for our trip after Christmas, I was like, I always get the inside. I'm going to find the cheapest one. Well, there weren't really any inside left. So I had to book a porthole one. I hadn't seen the porthole rooms until you mentioned, Miranda, how good they were. So I, they were still doing tours. So I went down to see it and I'm like, it's huge. Right. But now I'm looking forward to those rooms before I usually just do the inside. And I do, I would miss my mm-hmm. magic porthole, to be honest. Those are cute. So. Yeah, agreed. And I, I will say, like I said, I looked at that one online and I feel like, you know, usually the photographs make the room look bigger. I feel like mm-hmm. it was the opposite. I feel like when I looked yeah. at that room versus when I walked through it, mm-hmm. it was much bigger than it comes off in the pictures. Yeah, it is. It does. I mean, look, they, it's tough because, like, you are always going to have, like, things that you didn't love, like deck four and, you know, little things like that. I think overall, I'd give that a nine. I give the ship a nine out of ten. I loved it. So no complaints. All um, right. I really want to hear what you think about it, Tony, though, because I know you're going to have, like, a very different perspective because you've cruised more than we have. And I just want to mention we gave Tony all up our swag. So yes, Tony, thank you. I will be mailing. Well, we were we were sitting there looking at it. We were like, what do we do with this? There's there's you know, so we were like, Tony, because he helps all of us out, you know, like if we have some weird, obscure question about cruising, he usually knows. So you know that I'll probably mail that to you in like a month. I'm not that's gonna fine. lie. I, that's I fine. suck when it comes to mailing stuff. I'll so. I'll be driving through Georgia on uh, August 14th. So I'll <laughs> just get me on the side of the road. Um Are you so, 75? No. <laughs> no. Um, so, uh, Chris, you give the ship a nine out of 10, uh, Miranda, what, what are your, uh, what is your grade? I would say that's the same. I don't know that me personally, 
that I would do it without my children. Mm-hmm. It, again, it's hard to say because there wasn't a lot of the like regular programming going on. So I feel like if it had just been my husband and I, I mean, he would have been fine. He likes to just hang out, but like, I'm very active. I think I might have been a little bit bored. And again, that's probably just because I really want to be in those kids clubs. But well, with I, my kids, oh my gosh, I can't wait to take them. As an adult who has cruised alone with his wife and does like to keep going, you know, my wife would be happy to sit on a lounge chair with a book. Me, I've got to, I've got to, I'm on to the next evolution. What's, what's next? I will go on Disney cruises Same. and not be bored. So if, if you're okay. thinking of doing it as an adult. There was no towel folding. I was really looking forward to that. On a, I'm sure on a regular cruise with the regular programming, you would get that. So uh, yeah. g- give it a shot. Yes, um, I agree. All right. Uh, I will it, say one more thing, though. I know, Tony, we can't stop. Um, I will say this is the this is the ship for 12 and under. If you have kids 12 and under and you want to do a three or a four night and you're thinking of mm-hmm. doing the dream, turn around, change your plans, do the wish. You will regret it when you eventually see those kids clubs because your kids yeah. are going to lose their minds. And um, a lot of times I think the kids clubs, like the Ocean Years Club, kids kind of age out around 10, even though they mm-hmm. can go there until they're 12. This one, I could see teenagers having fun in there if they let them. So right. it's absolutely Right, you know, and, and now Sorry, would be a good a good time to remind our guests, you know, if you're listening to the, sh- to the podcast and you've never cruised before, you know, my recommendation for people who have never cruised is do a three night or a four night. You know, Disney offers, you know, 14 night cruises if you're going transatlantic or uh, across the Panama Canal or a seven night cruise. If you've never cruised before and you're not sure how you're going to do, take a three or four night cruise. Personally, if I have to send somebody on a cruise, I like the four night. Three nights is, you know, you're just getting used to things and the cruise is ending. Um, yeah. Four night Bahamian itinerary out of Port Canaveral. It's all Disney. The terminal is owned by Disney. It's their specific place. It's set up for them. You depart, you come back to the same spot. It's amazing. So if, if you need a good introduction to cruising, you know, the Wish does offer the uh, four night cruises Monday through Friday. They have the three night sailings, which are Friday through Monday. Um, give it a shot. Uh, you won't regret it. Um, you know, we've, we've been sailing now for 16, 17 years. Uh, we're platinum castaway club. Um, and it's, uh, it, it's a great way, uh, to spend some family time and get that Disney, uh, experience. And with, you know, in all honesty, even though we're sponsored by, uh, main street and more travel, as much as we love to send people to the parks, the cost of sending somebody to the parks and sending them on a cruise for the same amount of time, it used to be cruises were super expensive. You're looking at around the same price point now, especially when you look at the fact that your cruise also includes all of your food um, and the theme parks don't. You know, it, it's really becoming a more cost effective uh, uh, option for, for guests. So yeah, uh, if you've never cruised that. before, it's a good time, good time to think about doing it. Um, but we're not done yet. So I will ask Bridget, uh, you know, a veteran, a silver castaway club member with three cruises under her belt. Do you have any questions or thoughts on the wish, uh, that, uh, you know, maybe Miranda and Chris can ask while they or can answer for you while they are here. What's that, uh, adult pool like, do you guys get it's over nice. there? It's yeah. I thought it what's nice. it similar to Chris? Is it similar to dream or, or what do you think? 
It's not really similar to the dream, no, because you have that infinity pool, you've got the little couple little seating areas and the hot tub on the side and it's 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 more separated from everything. Okay. Um you do have Cove Cafe there if you want coffee and stuff yeah. like that. So it's and there's a bar, there's a nice little bar that's not like that little kind of like just you know kind of counter pop-up bar. It's like an actual little, you know, it's more kind of it's bigger for sure. Um I thought it was better um definitely. Okay. Cuz I I actually like the adult pool. I like it on the dream, but I really like it on the wish because they have that adult bar, but it's kind of not wish, sorry, magic. Um, cause it's a little more separated. It's like its own little, mm -hmm. like it's, it's not, it doesn't look like it's part of the pool. Well, this we is didn't... definitely, you, you will like this for sure. Okay. Unfortunately, your old kids won't go to the kids club. So, you know, you're kind of out of luck. Sorry. No. <laughs> But you, I bet you would maybe like eventually it. they need friends. Yeah. Somebody friend yeah. my children when you see me on board, please. Yes. <laughs> Excellent. If if somebody could wake Adam up, Adam, uh, do you have anything Adam, you want to know about the wish? We need to get Adam on a ship. Uh, I'm here. Adam was missed on our like we had one empty chair and my father-in-law was like, where's Adam? He didn't come. I asked Adam, him. I'm telling you, you tell Mark and Bridget to get a room with the fifth sleeper and, and you're golden. Bridget's on, in, on the, Adam. Bridget's on the sleeper and me and Mark are together, right? Is that's that how right. That just just so you know, that's Mark really likes to be weird. the inner spoon. <laughs> <laughs> so a couple things. Uh the Star Wars hyperspace lounge looks very small. It is. And from what I understand, it has like a max capacity of like twenty five people or something like that. It is very small, but I'm hearing the experience is better than uh, Oga's Cantina. Mm. Well, I would that's hope promising. so because you know, I think um, this isn't really a, this is not a question. This is like more of a comment. I think my biggest hang up with cruises is the amount of extra things you need to pay for that are not included in your cruise. And so I guess my question now is like how I don't know if you can answer this, but did you end up paying a lot for extras that were not included? No, I mean, we this. did because it, well, yeah, and it was a special cruise. So like you know, like I did the rainforest room, I got a pedicure and I did, we did the two dining experiences. These aren't really something I would do on a normal cruise. These were things that were, and I hate to say research, but they kind of are, you have to tell clients about them. <laughs> you have to tell agents, you know, your, your peers and stuff in the agency. So it's nice to be able to share that with, you know, when, when you're asked. And I so. mean, I honestly like extras. I mean, if you like to drink and have like go to the bars and or have a couple glasses of wine at dinner you're paying for that but you're not really you don't mm -hmm. pay for your meals unless you're going to you know Palo or Remy or you know one of the new ones on the wish and then even like like Chris is saying like if you're going to the spa yeah you're paying extra for that so if you compare it to the parks you're I mean like I think about how much I spend on food when we're in the park for a week for the four of us and it's I'm it, it's at minimum with snacks and food, it's like $1,500. So I've, I I feel like the cruises mm -hmm. are really like a lot of bang for your buck. Yeah, I, I will yeah. say, Adam, if, yeah. if you're looking, and this is, you know, even for our listeners, what's included, um, it's your lodging, your rotational dining, your entertainment experiences. Uh, that pretty much, you know, is what is included in the cost of the, of the ship's fare. What's not included? Alcohol, spa experiences, 
Port Adventures, uh, Specialty Dining, so Paolo, Enchante, Remy. And they do have, uh, on some of the newer ships, they have uh, sweet shops, which are ice cream and or dessert treats. For some reason, they made those pay. I don't understand why. And they've started bringing in some pub food. Uh, some of the pub food is, uh, they put food out for happy hour. But if you order pub food pub food at your table, there is an additional cost for that. So is that those just things, the wish? Uh, it's also on the Dream and Fantasy. Oh, I didn't. We didn't even go to the pub this time. Okay. Yeah, they they do have some pub pub Don't items that are extra cost. Right, your and your Cove coffee. Your Cove coffee, but if you're gonna do mm-hmm. Cove coffee, make sure you get your punch card because I yep. think if you buy five, your sixth one's free. Yeah. And on the Wish, mm-hmm. there is more coffee uh, available in some of the lounges, and your card is good in the Cove as well as in all of the lounges. And you can prepay your gratuities too. So if like you, if you're, you know, you kind of want to like get ahead of the curve, you can call Disney or, you know, have your travel agent call Disney and have them prepay your gratuities so that you don't have to worry about it later. Also on this one, and I'm not sure if it's on the other itineraries, there were some like drinking experiences like uh, champagne Mm -hmm. tasting or whiskey tasting. Yeah. Those were also another charge. And I also just wanted to say there is a they're great amazing, coffee though. bar. They are. Oh, we, we could not get into the And honestly, they're worth every penny because we've done the whiskey tasting, we've done mixology, and we've done martini tastings. And you get five drinks with all of them, and they're nice-sized pours for, like, I think the whiskey tasting is, like, $40 mm-hmm. for one person. And it's, I mean, it's you're you're drinking you're probably drinking it like what you would pay for a a bottle for not well not maybe not that much but either way it's if you're thinking about if you're going to a bar and getting a couple drinks you're it's well worth it all the prices on those were surprisingly good they looked they looked good but yeah they booked up super quick they do yeah you have to get right on them Mm -hmm. yeah and we couldn't pre-book anything for this one so uh, but I definitely want to try that champagne one next time. It looked really I know. Good. My mom wanted to do that, too. It booked real fast. Mm-hmm. I was surprised at how much alcohol you got for, like, $35. Like, a, and, and yeah. we didn't do it on this one. But, like, on the Dream, um, like, in September, um, I went with one of my friends. And, like, I, 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 you know I can't handle alcohol, Bridget. So I just <laughs> would have a little taste. But there was a lady that had to be carried out of there practically. And she wasn't a petite little thing. I mean, she could hold her own, she looked like, but she she was not walking well at the end of it. And it was so informative. And the cool thing was, is our our guy who we had for that on the dream, his name is Kelvin. He's now on the Wish in the Rose Lounge, which is right by Ashante and uh, Paolo. And he's wonderful. So if you're on the Wish go see him. He's fantastic. Got a charming personality the whole nine yards. That and was a beautiful bar. That was a beautiful bar. Yeah. Absolutely. Like the one entire side is all just windows. It's like a modern take on Beauty and the Beast, the rose. It was really lovely. Really pretty. And if anybody's going on the wish uh, in two weeks, but we had a bartender at Skyline um, on the dream. His name is Bryce. He's amazing. He did our mixology course and his drinks were awesome. And he made a, we went to Skyline one night and he made a, a special rum drink that is just his. Ask him for it. He's going into the wish in two weeks. So he will be on, he'll be a bartender, I guess. I don't know which bar he'll be in. I'm assuming it's going to be a martini bar because that's where he was, but he's really good. Awesome. 
I, I think that wraps up our discussion. Uh, Chris, I'd like to interrupting you. Sorry. I'd, I'd, I'd like to thank you for coming back. It's been a while since we've heard from you, and uh, we appreciate your your update from the Wish. Uh, Bridget, Miranda, uh, we need to get you guys back in the seats, uh, back in the in the host seats every now and then. So it's it's, it's good to chat with you. Um, I'd like to take this opportunity to remind our listeners that, as always, our podcast is sponsored by Main Street and More Travel, an authorized Disney vacation planner. You can check out their website, MainStreetAndMoreTravel.com, request a quote, and let Chris and her team plan your family's next vacation, whether it's on land or the sea. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Just search on the Mouse and More podcast. And on behalf of Chris, Bridget, Adam, and Miranda, this is Tony, and we are the Mouse and More podcast. Good night, everyone. Good night. Good night. Good night.